podcast was made with Anchor, the easiest way to make a podcast all for free. Go to anchor.fm to make yours today. This is a warning. This episode contains spoilers from The School for Good and Evil by Soman Chainani. If you have not read the book, The School for Good and Evil by Soman Chainani, chapters 1, 2, and 3, please do not listen to this episode. Welcome to the very first episode of Bookworms Discuss. I'm Sadie. And I'm Mila. I'm very excited. Yeah, I'm very excited to be recording today. Yes, I hope I truly believe that this is going to lift off. We read The School for Good and Evil by Soman Chinani, chapters 1, 2, and 3. And now we are going to discuss them. We recommend reading these chapters too if you want to follow along. Let's get started. So, Sadie, who's your favorite character so far? Um, well, I think a lot of the characters are really good. I like them. I like most of them. Um, but I think my favorite so far is probably Agatha because she is very, she's different from everyone else. You know, I like characters that are unique in their own way. Yes, me too. Because if they're just average, then, I mean, no one's truly average, but then what, where does the plot come from? Mm-hmm. If everyone yeah. is exactly the same. Yeah. Who's your favorite character so far? Um, probably Agatha for a lot of the same reasons as you, but just that she, she's not quote unquote ugly. Really care that much. And she's really good at self-talk, which is something I've been working on. Mm-hmm. Those, those are good reasons to like her. Yeah. Who do you think is most likely like you? Um, well, I don't think either of the characters, Sophie or Agatha, reflect my personality specifically. Um, but if I had to pick one, I'd also have to say Agatha because, I mean, Agatha doesn't like to stand out, but like she doesn't care that she's different. And I would say that's me. I like having, I like being weird and, uh, and having unusual hobbies. So probably Agatha. Nice. Yeah. I can't say that one of them reflects my personalities very much. I like to imagine what Sophie would look like, but I like Agatha's personality more. Mm-hmm. Yes, I would agree. So we should probably talk a little bit more about the characters, um, about their traits and what they look like, things like that. Um, so do you want to, who do we want to talk about first? Um, well, let's go in with um, Sophie. I think, okay. that, I, I think that it's sad that her, her mother died and her father doesn't like her because she's not a boy who makes him think of himself. Mm-hmm. Her life, she really wants her life to be perfect, but from what we've read so far, it's most likely not going to be. Yeah, because if it was, then the plot wouldn't really be able to take hold. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there wouldn't be able to be books afterwards. Yeah, and I do think how that it's um, great how she's she, the beautiful one from, as said in the book, she went to the evil school when the ugly one went to the good school. It's, it's um, a common 
plot, but a good one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I guess a little bit more about Sophie. She wants her life to be perfect. She really wants to go to the good school, so she wanted to get kidnapped by the um, schoolmaster. And um, she seems she can be selfish from what I from what I've read so far, um, but she can usually make up from it for it. Um, and from what we know, I know she has blonde hair, especially because of the cover of the book. Um, is there anything you want to add? Yes, um, I think Sophie feels insecure about herself, so she tries to make herself really pretty and acts, like, self-concerned and, like, trying to put her image everywhere because she actually feels really, um, like, protective of her past. She doesn't like it and doesn't really want to talk about it, so she tries to make her seem big and important for the future. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she can be very self-absorbed. She can be kind, um, but she also wants to get her way. Like, she doesn't she doesn't want to, anyone to put up a fight. Um, she's just very, she doesn't, she's not able to maybe relate with others. But um, from what we know so far, yeah, but I can definitely relate with her. Um, want for true love. My parents mm-hmm. are are like they're they're in love with each other in a very strong way, and I've and growing up with that is just it's something that I really want because mm-hmm. so I can definitely relate with Sophie's want. Maybe not in the same way because she wants to lo- be loved, so she doesn't end up like her family. But I want to be loved so that I do. So that's different and the same in a way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's obsessed with being a princess and she wants her perfect fairy tale. Um, she wants her father to regret um, not caring about her as much because she's trying to like prove him wrong that she can be, that she's worth something. Yeah. All right, let's move on to Agatha. I really like how Soman described her with bug-eyed and a greasy helmet of black hair. I I can mm-hmm. imagine that. Mm-hmm. I think his description is very um, is very well done yeah. in all aspects of the book. Yes, but um, and then also how Agatha she she pretends to be really harsh and not loving anyone. But then she actually cares for many people. Callus, her mom, her cat Reaper, Sophie. She she mm-hmm. really likes she really loves to be with other people, even though she tells herself that she doesn't a lot. Mm-hmm. And also I would like I'm gonna add on to what you said. Agatha um, is described back in her village. She's described as like the witch because she doesn't really fit in. Or people who call her a witch. Um, and she doesn't try to she doesn't try to stick out, but I don't think she's trying to fit in either, if that makes any sense. Yeah, yeah, I, I think it does. She she, she doesn't like be, like I think you're trying to say that she doesn't like being singled out. She wants to be average. But she doesn't mm-hmm. also 
try really, really hard to to be average. She just accepts mm-hmm. who she is. She may not. Yeah, she doesn't really accepts it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She doesn't really care what others think about her. Um, Unlike. And, uh-huh. I think also what you had said earlier, where she she does care for people and she can be loving. She just doesn't want to admit it. I think like that might be kind of the side of her that she doesn't want to expose to others. Because she thinks it's vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She wants to be I mean, she doesn't want people to think less of her, but she doesn't care if they do. And I liked how um she she was raised with her being the witch and the bad guy. And then she goes to the school for it good and, and, and she feels just so out of place. Which and I don't think that's fair that she should have to grow up thinking she's a witch when she's actually not. She's the princess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and in the in the book, she's described as quote unquote ugly. Um, just thought I'd mention that because I feel like that's a key part of the book that a lot of people talk about. Yeah, the the difference is because. They're very, very different, Sophie and Agatha, but they're still, like, really intimate friends. Yeah, opposites attract. Yeah. And, and, yeah, I just really like the characters. So, what do you think of the way that, when it's in Sophie's point of view, how she describes Galvedon? Galvedon. Um, so, the village they live in seems... Not very, like, it doesn't seem very, how do I, I don't know how to call, how to describe it. It's very ordinary. Like, it's not yeah. out of the blue crazy or anything like that. Um, yeah. Oh, go ahead. Think that, do you think that we, we're getting that, that, um, I, that idea, that feel about, of the village because it was in Sophie's point of view or just because. Do you think it would have been different if Agatha had described it first? Um, I would probably, probably, I would agree with, I would say that it would probably be different if Agatha had described the village, not Sophie. Because, I mean, Agatha is, like, an outsider in the village. Um, so she'd probably describe it differently also because I think, didn't she say, isn't she, doesn't she live like right by a graveyard? Well, she lives inside the graveyard. Okay. I just wanted to clarify that. Um, She probably would have just because she's an outsider and others see her differently than, I mean, she probably would, but it wouldn't be too different if she described the village. Yeah. But also I feel like we might, we might, feel like the village was happier because if, if Agatha had described it after we knew that Sophie and she were friends, because she says a few times that, that all she wanted was an ordinary life. And Gavaldon is so ordinary. I can't help but wonder if she likes it there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would make sense. True. That would, I mean, that's a fair point. Um, I don't know how she would, she'd probably describe the people differently then, not the village, because people see her as, like, a witch. Yeah. Um, and then probably Sophie would, like, not describe it as happy then, because she's always trying to fit in and 
like prove to people that she's like a princess um I think it honestly depends description from people's point of views can depend on their emotions two people can see an event or a place completely differently yes I really agree that their personalities and their emotions reflect how like they affect how someone sees something Mm -hmm. yeah for sure And then they also, the description in this book, I think, is just outstanding. Um, You can almost feel like you're there, like a spectator watching watching everything happen. Um, I have to disagree with that, actually. Really? Well, not about how amazing the description is, but Uh in, in other books I read, I just feel like a spectator. But this is the only book that I've read so far that actually makes me feel like I'm there. I'm the character. Really? Yeah. But, so, I think it's kind of hard for me to feel that way just because, like, characters' backgrounds are so different. Um, for example, how Sophie's, um, her dad isn't very loving. And it would be hard to put myself in that position um, when your life isn't like that. Um, I don't know. So I think that might not relate to description, but I I don't really experience that. That's funny that you would say that. What do you think about the description of the castle? Like, if you could be one of the characters, would you rather be a, not, not, I'm not saying that you would be evil or good, but which castle would you rather see? Um, well, after hearing the description of each castle, I would probably want to be in the, um, I guess you could call it the good castle, because the, um, the bad castle, let's just call it that. Evil. Um, yeah, the evil castle, that, (laughs) um, it was very, seems, and, I don't know, it seems very dark. I agree with that. Because, I mean, it would be interesting to see both of them, but I don't think that it would be comfortable for me to be in the evil castle. Just the way she described it and the smell. I would would like to be in the good castle better, but I think that seeing both of them would be incredible just because of the amount of description, you know. Sometimes there there isn't a lot of description, Mm. but the way he describes it makes it sit so you don't need more. It's just good. Yeah, it's just overall, like, very, very good description. I have not, I think, I haven't read many books that are like this. It's It can be very heavy sometimes when they're describing places, but also such simple description can also be, like, yeah. it won't be bad. Like, it can, I think it depends on the author. And the journey. Um, and the, the journey to the castle. From Gabaldon to the schools. I, I just, I love the description of it. I can feel like when they were going up the tree, I could feel as if I was smacking against the branches because I've fallen out of the tree before and I can relate to how the bark would feel on your skin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was just, yes. it was just and And when Agatha is gets frustrated and says, how tall is this tree? It really makes you, like, want to imagine the tree more. 
Mm-hmm. When they're when the bird um, takes them, or no, when they're yeah, when they're in the, the tree. That's right. Yeah, I because be sometimes you don't have to make a conversation out of it, but you can drop like just a once dialogue here and there to really make your readers want to imagine it more. Yeah, like imagine the setting. It was just. Um, I would agree with you. That really made me wonder, like, how tall is this tree? How long can are they going to keep on bouncing? All right, edges? let's move on. All right, so now we want to talk about predictions for the rest of the story. So what do you think is going to happen next? Well, they just got dragged to away from each other from the border, right? So I feel like, and then the next, I was glancing, and the next chapter is called The Three Witches of Room 66. So I'm thinking that maybe they'll see their um, their roommates and their schedules a little more closely. They We might start um, going to classes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would agree with that. It seems like they're just going to proceed. Like, they're not going to get out of school or switch back to um the school that they would prefer to go to. Yeah, I do agree with that. They're probably not going to be switching anytime soon. Yeah. The last the last thing the wolf said after all was, there are no mistakes. And I feel like they're going to keep thinking that there it is a mistake, but it's most likely not going to be. Yeah, like there's not a mistake that they were taken to those schools. I almost wonder, like, were they... Were they taken for, like, a reason to, like, see the other person's perspective, almost? Or are they actually evil and good? Yeah, that, that, I'm wondering about that. Um, so if there happens to be a hero of the story, who do you think it's going to be? Agatha or Sophie? Or someone we haven't met yet? Honestly, I feel like that's a hard question, because... I mean, why would there be two main characters if, like, they both weren't going to be the heroes? I mean, it would be odd, in my opinion, if, like, Agatha and Sophie, um, if they won't, if they weren't both the heroes. Because it's hard for me to imagine either Agatha or Sophie. Um, yeah, because they do say that. Yeah, because they both they do say that they don't think that they could live without the other person because they're so. Such deep friend. It's just it's a very deep friendship. So I do wonder if there's going to be both of them or just one, and if there's only one, what happens to the other one? And I really don't know who it will be. I I think it might be Agatha because she's good and good always wins in the fairy tales. But this is a fiction book, and things tend to go wrong. Yeah. So let's just leave it at maybe either Agatha or both of them would be the hero. What do you think is going to be the main plot? Um. Well, something, an event has to happen. Like the rest of the book isn't just going to be them attending classes. Um, that wouldn't be a good plot. So I, I'm just, yeah. the, an event probably, has to happen. They're probably going to try to go home, but I don't think that that's enough of a journey for a whole book. There has to be mm-hmm. a problem that makes yeah. them not. Yeah, it's not clear yet what that problem will be though. We've only read three chapters. 
Yeah, so, we'll so we can't to... start making big predictions. Yes. But I really, I'm very excited to see what happens next. Yeah, same here. All right. All right, so now we're going to be talking about anything else that we thought was interesting or surprising um, about the book. So is there anything you wanted to mention? Um, yes, actually. So when Agatha is leaving to go um, find Sophie because she just saw the schoolmaster, I thought it was interesting how um, someone put that little paragraph from Callus's point of view. And I wonder if there's gonna be more of those from just the teachers or other students point of views throughout the book, but most mm -hmm. of it's from them. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I feel like- That was odd. I'd, and I, I do like how, how he, how he um, made it in two, from two perspectives, because I think that adds a whole other level onto the book because mm -hmm. we learn more about it yeah about i would agree yeah and then something else i wanted to add um was i found it most books that i've read that have two perspectives it would usually be one chapter is from one person's perspective the other is from the other person's perspective and so on um but in this book, it's every couple paragraphs is someone else's perspective. Um, so I just wanted to say that because I have never read a book like that before. Yeah, me either. I've read a book where there's one or two paragraphs from a different point of view, but it's usually just from the one. Mm -hmm. And I think that's interesting and unique about this specific book. And I really like, I thought it was surprising how um, someone wrote from about two girls because I've never seen that happen before and I think it's really good that he is because mm -hmm. I don't think that people should write only from their gender yes I think that's that I think that makes that adds a whole nother level onto the book because most people would assume that um girl female authors would write about girls and um male authors would write about boys um, so I really like how he's defying that stereotype. Yeah, it really gives me, it, it really makes me get, respect him a little bit more. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and then one more thing I also wanted to say was, um, I know we have talked about this before, um, but how when Agatha, when, her, when she got home from her walk with Sophie in, in the beginning of the book, her mom was packing for her and because she kind of expected that the schoolmaster would take her to um, the evil school. Um, it makes me wonder, I mean, how does Kellis, does Kellis know something? Mm -hmm. I mean, I know that we, 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 the whole village knows about the school and, and stuff and why this, why the, who the schoolmaster usually picks because they have this fairy tales, the stories books. But Callus seemed absolutely certain from the very beginning of the book. Yeah, not the, just the school. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, she. So that's a little unusual. That does make me wonder if she knows something. Um, but then also, when she was packing, she didn't seem very emotional that 
that her daughter might be kidnapped. I know she wanted her daughter to um Agatha to have a better life kind of um at the evil school, but all, I don't know. You'd usually expect that parents would be like giving hugs and saying their goodbyes. Um but she seemed more um hopeful for her daughter. Yeah, she I I I do think it's surprising how she didn't seem more sad that she was leaving. She seemed to she seemed to really want more for her daughter. Uh, or but maybe she knew she was going to see her again. Do you think that they ever do get home? I don't know honestly because it, they would usually see the people who were kidnapped in storybooks later on. Um and but it never said if those people who were in the storybooks ever returned. So I think we're going to have to find out. Well, it did say that no one's ever returned from the wood. Except okay. those who went in search of other of the of the children, they just got repelled mm-hmm. and sent back. Mm-hmm. So I guess we're just gonna have to find out because I feel like there might be a twist. There's gonna be a twist in this book, obviously, since they were sent to the opposite schools, Sophie and Agatha. Yeah, so I guess we're just gonna have to wait and I see. W- and I wonder if there's gonna be like a falling out or their friendship ends because of the separation. I guess we'll just yeah. Gonna see, like you yeah. said. Yeah, a lot of this we can't, we don't know for sure yet. Well, we've only read three chapters, like I said. Yeah, that's true. All right. Well, I'm afraid we've reached the end of our episode. But if you enjoyed listening, make sure to tune in next Sunday for a new one. That's right. Can't wait to see you then on Bookworms Discuss. I'm Mila. And I'm Sadie. Before you go, I just wanted to thank our friend Miranda Wednesday for sending in a voice message. Let's listen now. Hello, my name is Miranda Wednesday and I love your trailer. I'm so excited for the first episode to come out. You can check out my podcast, Shuba Yes Queen, at anchor.fm slash S-H-O-O-B-A. Thank you so much. I love your trailer. Make sure to check out Miranda Wednesday's podcast called Shuba Yes Queen. The link for it will be in the description. Thanks again for listening and tune in next Sunday for a new episode.